0: Welcome everybody to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Dyer's Top Rods, and we are going old school today. I'm hosting the show solo. Turbo is out west racing at the Wild West Shootout, but we got a special guest. His the he has the best nickname in all of racing. It's the High Side Tickler, Kyle Strickler. Kyle, are you ready for the hot for the Suave hot seat?
1: I am. I am. I feel uh, pretty important here now since uh, uh, you know Turbo. Left you hanging here. I'll I'll come in and uh, fill that spot, I guess. What exactly
0: are you tickling?
1: Um, right now it's been not not much of anything. Um, we've uh, been working on race cars and um, ready to uh, ready to get going and get back to tickling.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, how did you get that nickname, by the way?
1: Um, a bunch of guys out in Iowa. Um, they were uh, having some uh, adult beverages and and uh, <laughs> realized that. I guess, long story short, realized that my name rhymed with Tickler. And I used to make a drink, and we called it the Strickler Tickler. And uh, it was a, a, you know, a mixed drink that got you, got you feeling a little wild. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. And then the guys from Iowa came in, and it it, uh, it used to be the uh, Highside Flyer, which is nowhere near as cool as the Highside Tickler. So they changed it around, and uh, once people started hearing it, um, it took off. It's uh, so like a lot of the things that I do. There's not a lot of middle ground. You either love or you hate it.
0: Have you been watching the Wild West shootout the first two nights? I know you've been busy getting the cars ready.
1: Um, yes and yes. We've been watching every night and um what's been your thoughts it on great. it? Um, well I can tell you what everybody else's thoughts are. Everybody called and texted me and told me how great Ricky Thornton is, so that's a that's <laughs> a plus, you know, <laughs> which Ricky is uh um he's he's an awesome race car driver and he's very versatile. He can get in anything and um and win races and um you know, whenever you come from similar backgrounds like we do, people always uh, are going to pitch you against each other. And um, he's a, he's a great competitor, and it's going uh, awesome. to be Austin get the race against him for the uh, Rookie of the Year, which him and I've been racing together for so long, and it'll just be uh, we'll just have fenders on the on the race cars now.
0: And then when you see Jonathan Davenport and Ricky Thornton picking up wins, knowing that's who you'll be racing with all year on the Lucas Oil Series. As a driver, when you see those two fast out of the gate, is that kind of concerning, or you're like, you know what, we'll meet him here in Florida, we'll take them down.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, in the late model stuff. It's um, it's so much preparation and team and and mental aspect of it is is huge too. So, um, JD got new cars and um, and switched over to Bilstein, which um is awesome for all of us and and our camp over here. Um, you know, Bilstein is been a huge supporter of mine and and um you know with running the, the Longhorns last year we were um working really close with, with Longhorn and Billstein and now switching over to the Rockets. That's gonna be a little bit of a um of a learning curve there. But uh, the the Billstein side of it we're uh we're really happy with that stuff and uh you can see that J D kinda had something to prove going out there and switching over to Billstein's and getting a new car and um he's been uh, super fast and then um Ricky with the with Longhorn He's been really fast too, and uh, I'm not sure what, what shocks he's on. I think he's on, still on Penske's, but uh, um, yeah, the Longhorns have been killing it out there, and um, they're just there's so much difference to the to the cars, the way they drive um, that that's why we want to try to get down to Weeks as soon as we possibly can and and hit the ground running with some uh, test laps. And uh, I got three races under my belt with um, Craig and Shannon Sims PCC Motorsports, so um, we're just trying to. Um, get the trailer stocked and, uh, have all the stuff it takes to go run this, uh, this tour.
0: I mentioned on the video cast last month that I don't see Kyle Strickler as a points racer. I feel like you like to go elbows up. You're more like a, in my mind, an independent guy. Are you going to prove me wrong in 2021?
1: Um, I, I mean, I hope so. And I learned a lot about points racing. Uh, but you would be correct by saying that I've, I've only really ran, um, you know, I never ran for points, but a lot of it was because there really wasn't any um, point stuff for the modified that was worth chasing um we did win the renegade the dirt championship um I think it was i think we ran it for two years and we won it won it the uh the second year we ran it and um you know our car was really good that year and and things just start clicking but um I think that I learned a lot and I can take care of equipment and and it, the, some of it is is modified in late model differences is is what's where i struggled a little bit was um right. if i wanted to i could just sit up in the seat and make stuff happen in the in the modified in the late mile a lot of times when you try to do that like at lavonia the other week i was trying to uh, make something happen and ended up pairing stuff up so you definitely can't do that when you're points racing and um the schedule this year is um is, is awesome as it is it's going to be tough um to skip a lot of these big races if we're going to follow this this whole um, lucas store but um, Craig and, and Shannon and Sims have given me uh, all the stuff that it, it takes to, to go compete. So um, we're definitely going to come out of the gate uh, with that as a plan. But I, I think that I can do it. And I think that the, um, the rivalry between me and Ricky is going <laughs> to yeah. really help things out. And instead of just trying to race for the rookie of the year and chase points and finish in the top 10, I, uh, I expect to see me and Ricky, um, um, if everything goes well, both of us to be in the top five uh, in points. Yeah, I was going
0: to say your goal is to get top five points, get that rookie of the year title, get some wins. Is that your ultimate goal for twenty twenty one, like you said, you race a lot. You race a lot last couple of years in a late model, but it's doing this traveling, knowing you have to go to track each weekend.
1: Yeah, and it's uh that's the part that's gonna um, that you are gonna have to really um, mentally prepare for, prepare for, because um, you know it's every t- last year it was all night by night you know if we go out there and we're fast one night uh we're going to be going for the win um and if we're struggling we're still going to be trying to get as best you know the best finish we possibly can um there's never been i've never really had a say okay well let me just take what i can get and have a good points night that uh, i've never really raced like that so it'll be a, le- a little bit of an adjustment but if your stuff's going good um, you're going to be racing for the win. And then I, I'm the type of guy that I think the points will take care of themselves. As long as you don't make stupid mistakes on the racetrack and tear stuff up, um, when you don't need to, or push the issue when you don't need to, um, which, you know, in late model racing in general, you got to race like that now anyway. So, um, I think that we can do it and we got a lot of good people behind us and, um, I'm, uh, I'm ready to get going here.
0: Speed Weeks, I call it Speed Week, starts this week. You've been down there for years in the modified. I always see evolution. I feel like you embrace the Georgia, Florida Speed Weeks. Why do you love going in February to Florida so much?
1: Um it's you know, being in this racing world, you don't get a lot of vacations. So um my wife is she was giving me a, a hard time about it, that she uh you know, that we never go on vacations and I always tell her that these are our vacations. So and you and kids come on down and um you know, that can be, uh, that. that's our vacation. We get to, so, usually we would stick around and go to Disney World or do something like that. And then um, I have um, have some time to hang out with the boys uh, before she gets down there and, and do all the adult things that, uh, that are so fun in, in Florida. And um, we get to go to the uh, Adult Performing Arts Center and then have pizza afterwards.
0: Well, hell yeah. And speaking of pizza, remember that night, the night you knocked over some pizza at the ocean deck from me? Kobach has photos of that. I'm just saying. You owe me a pizza.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that we might have to react that uh, reenact that uh, situation. That was a good time, and uh, that's part of what what makes Florida so much fun is um, all the people you get to see and um, and hang out with. And every year, you know, all eyes are on uh, Florida, Georgia Speed Weeks, and and um, you know, whenever something happens there, uh, everybody in the racing world knows about it. And and I mean, for for the longest time, that was that was my time to shine for all the uh to show what I could do in a race car to all the late mile guys. Um because you don't really get the race to look too much throughout the year or have you know uh, events where you're we're having a big modified race and a big late mile race with all the big name guys there. So I always try to do well and embrace speed weeks and uh always have a great time down there and had a lot of success as well.
0: Hell yeah, we have a great time down there. Maybe we'll get a rain out and hit up the ocean deck. But we're gonna do a little scouting report track by track. I'll start with Volusia. I feel like you've had the most laps in that track for a late model anyway. Or at least for going in this week in a late model, you have the most laps out of all those tracks you're racing at.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um East Bay, we have a bunch of laps at East Bay too, but I have zero laps in a late model at uh at East Bay. So um I have uh, have the whole week of Volusia in a late model, how's that, in the model. How's, how's that track race
0: route? How's that track race like in a late model? Uh
1: Bolusha? Yeah. Um it's um you know, it's it's really fast and um you can get yourself – a small problem can really magnify itself. But um, I've always been a big racetrack guy. Like, I hate the, the uh, bull rings – well, minus Fairberry. Fairberry is a bull ring that I absolutely love. But, um, you know, for the most part, I've had a lot of my success at big racetracks and um, high-speed places, and uh, I think that's what we why we go, you know, so good at Volusia. Uh, but it also – it took us all week long last year to get our, our late mile dialed in uh, we ended up having a brake issue where my pads were sealed up, and I couldn't do uh, – no matter what I did, I couldn't get the car to turn it straight straightaway. And, um, you know, a lot of times when you're tight uh, in qualifying, you can't be off at all. Or you know, a small mistake will put you so far behind, and then you're digging yourself out of a hole. But um, if you can qualify well there, um, then you get out front, you're in the, the clean air, and, and that's so important. So um, qualifying, I think, is the uh, the big difference between – you know all the racetracks in Florida, and then Volusia—it's kind of on its on its own. I think you can you can have a you can qualify bad at some of the other places, and then uh, work your way through the field. But it's it's tough to do at Volusia.
0: And then how about East Bay? You've seen plenty of videos over the last few years there. You can come from the back and win there. That track seems like it's a different animal every night. Is it kind of like that for the modifieds, or you think it's going to be a little bit different in that late model?
1: Yeah, it's like the the modifieds are like the late miles, but like a hundred times worse. <laughs> you'll go in the corner and all of a sudden you think your front tires are flat. So, um, um, I really like it because it changes so much. It's like, you'll start out and, um, and that 75 lapper they had for the modifieds. It's like, I would be leading and the next thing you know, I'd be 15th. It's like, what in the hell is going on here? But, um, the moisture coming through the racetrack and the, you know, we've been fogged out there where, uh, I've been a second to, I think it was Kyle Bronson one time when, and, um, you couldn't even see the backstretch halfway through the feature. So they called it. Um, but yeah, I really like that place. I think it's, um, you have to really mentally run a race, um, well there, and you have to really know the balance of your race car and have good driver feedback. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's so important in, in any kind of racing, but, uh, um, it's just a fun racetrack that that um, everybody you know bitches about it because you can't ever steer. But um, at the end of the day, it puts on awesome racing.
0: I love East Bay. My dad's actually going there for the first time. He's flying in. He's pumped and stoked. And I think all tech where you guys will start off with the Lucas Oil Series. I feel like with your program, that's going to be a good, nice little starting track for you in Florida.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And. Um, you know, I've never been there. I've been to the other one in Lake City. Uh I haven't been to All Tech but uh um I heard uh, you know, decent things about it. So it's gonna be a big racetrack to get started at and, and uh fortunately we have some um some races uh, in the Rockets um you know, under our belt already this season to kinda of, for me and Vinny and and uh and the boys to go through all of our motions and make sure that we ain't just unloading that first first Lucas race um with cold feet. So um I'm uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to get this um uh, B week started and then I can't wait to get to uh, running this Lucas store see how it all pans out.
0: Speaking of Vinny, how big is it for you and your race team to have him going up the road and tackling a national series? Because he's kind of done it, you know, with Chase Young and other drivers.
1: Yeah, he's got a a lot of experience way more than I do on the on the late mile side of, of knowing what it takes. Um it's been uh it's been great to to have him here and uh, him and I are kind of complete opposites when it comes to um certain things so we we really work well together as far as bouncing ideas off each other and uh one picks up when the other one has some shortcomings and um i was actually talking to turbo about this i mean everybody's making this thing to be me versus ricky thornton how about vinny versus pc i mean us just have a little chief battle going on here because, i think we should i mean i, I mean that's what i'm saying i think mean, the rate the driver's you know, all of the uh, the pressure gets put on us, which we do get a lot of the accolades at times. But, um, I mean, let's put a little pressure on these crew chiefs see how they perform.
0: Heartbreak Hotel at Eldora last September. Do you think about that night and how much does that fuel you for the rest of the year and going into 2021, which right now we have two late model dreams and two World 100s, or at least they're projecting and that's what it's going to be like?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I, I, I love Eldora. Every single time I can get the chance to, to go race anything there. I don't care if they had a big wheel race there, I'd, I'd show up for it. But um, I, I just love going there, so for sure that is going to be going back to Eldora is going to be huge, and there's going to be a lot of. Um, um, you know, there, there, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to go there and, and perform at the highest level and make sure that everything is right, and, and hopefully go there for uh, redemption, and and hopefully we can sell sell a lot of t-shirts, and hopefully we can, first and foremost have fans back there. Um, would be, um, it was so crazy last year without being able to do that, but yeah, it definitely, um, was where I think we made the real turn, uh, at least in perception or people's eyes, uh, last year. It's like after that happened, um, and I actually text Rigsby after the, you know, the, uh, you know, for being the biggest moment in, in, um, in dirt late ball racing in 2020 was, um, was not the way I wanted it to be this, the, the top moment, but, um it's still uh it was still the biggest thing that ever happened in my career, even though it was wasn't the way I wanted it to play out um the impact that we saw from that and and um you know people's perception when we went to Fairbury the next race and and broke the track record. it's like I've never seen anything in my life like that when the whole backstretch went crazy, and it was you know, I'm pulling off the racetrack and everybody's just going wild and officials are beating and banging on the deck that I broke the track record it was It was probably one of the coolest moments of my racing career um to see that and see how much support you really do get from, from the the racing world and late model world. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still one big family and we all like to go compete against each other. But when, when somebody has a heartbreak and it's, I mean, it's not like I broke, like I broke leading with, with 10 to go. I mean, it was, it was in the bag and just um, uh, one of them deals, but something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And like I told um, Scott Bloomquist when he called me right afterwards, you know, he says that I'm going to win my share of uh, crown jewels and big races at Eldora. So that meant a lot to me. And I I told him that uh, it'll be that much better, that much sweeter when we win it this year.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Even though it was just a horrible, horrible moment, I feel like that got you recognition, helped you get a full-time ride. So you kind of take the bad and then you get good with it. That's, that's how I'm looking at it from the outside in. You probably feel the same way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Um, You know, Craig and Shannon and and, uh, Griff and Leo, sponsors on the car, they came down to my shop um, last week. And, um, I mean, we were still talking about that. And, and, you know, he admitted that was a big part that, um, you know, the way that I handled it, I think, was very uh, professional. And people had a lot of respect for that. Um, And just uh, seeing that we could perform at that level on that stage and, and do it. Um, with what we had, you know, there, that went a long way with a lot of the, the teams and, um, you know, and people in the, in the racing world. So it definitely, like I said, it was the biggest moment of my career and, um, you know, hopefully we can top that by winning, uh, winning a crown jewel there. But, uh, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely helped me for sure. And, and we're just trying to use that momentum to, um, move things forward.
0: Obviously, an Eldora crown jewel, jewel is numero uno for you in 2021. Is there any other one race you would like to win? Is there another bucket list race you want to put in victory lane for you?
1: Um, yeah, and then Bristol. Um, Bristol would be one, which I want to see all this stuff plays out, but it's, it's unfortunate to see how they're not really working together here, um, and it, it's definitely concerning to me um what we're going to do when the Lucas races are up against the uh the Bristol races um on both weekends so i'm already pre-registered for um both modified divisions and the late model division um you know and then i've had people uh, call me and and talk to me about truck rides there and then i actually had somebody call me today wanting me to do a um run a cup car there so um Bristol's obviously uh one of those places that just uh, Awesome to go to and be a part of something. Um, so if we can make it all work with uh, with the Lucas schedule, uh, I'd be lying if I said I you know wasn't. Uh, I'm hoping that one of them gets rained out or rescheduled so I can do both of them. and um, don't want to be put in that position or put Craig in that position to make a decision on what we have to do. But um, I've already had a lot of sponsors and a lot of people get excited about that and want to go support it. And it's it's really tough if uh, we have a Lucas race scheduled on top of it.
0: Yeah, I could. If you win in three divisions on that weekend, that'd be crazy. Which kind of reminds me, DJ wanted me to ask you, how crazy and wild scene is the Boone Nationals of just seeing that many cars, that many classes, that much track prep? From an outsider, I've never been there. What's that? What's that event like?
1: Um, it's definitely a bucket list thing. You have to do. Um, it's a lot like the Chili Bowl, but except for just having midgets, they have, um, you know, they have uh, so many different classes. There's a thousand race cars that race there in a week. Um, and it's standing room only the whole time. Um, you know, they have catwalks all the way around it. And, uh, it's, uh, I've had some of my best times, uh, racing, uh, at super nationals. And, um, it's such a hard event to win. It takes so much luck. And, uh, but once you get it figured out, it's almost like an Eldora deal where you figure out what works there and guys like myself and the Gustins and, and Ricky Thornton, like, we know how everything works and how you, what you have to do to be successful there. And, um, it's really cool to it's an awesome event to go to um they're very blue collar racer um centered um you know so it's it's cool just to see how they um get all those people through there and, and a lot of people they'll take off you know they all have real jobs so they'll take off that week you know every year and they go to super nationals and uh like the hall brothers they go there they have like these cars that are from uh it looks like they're from the 80s and they're like three seconds off the pace if not more and uh they just go there and they just go hang out and they just race and and um enjoy the whole week but so the, the whole deal how they go through it and every 10 races they go out and they farm the racetrack and then in, in um i think it's 10 minutes uh in between farms they go out there and they they scratch the racetrack up water it and um and run it back in and you're ready to go for the next 10 heat races um they have so they have a whole system down and all the equipment it takes to do it but it's uh, if you've never been there, you, it's something you definitely have to go. It's always been tough because um, it's the same weekend as the World 100. So, um, I think I have to go to that race. Is, yeah, the late <laughs> model world really doesn't know too much about it unless they came from modified, um, you know, because it's always, you know, the same weekend as the World 100. So, um, you know, it was the, when Rumbly and I were, um uh, we're really close he would you know I, I won super nationals i think it was the first time that they him and jd won the row 100 and um we were having some adult beverages afterwards and called each other and um it was pretty cool for me to win the biggest uh modified i'm saying modified race to him to win the biggest late model race on the same night and that's um you know be buddies that was that was kind of cool but now making the transition over to the so World 100, that's definitely our focus. And I still pay attention to, to uh, Super Nationals, and it will always have a special place in my heart. But um, Eldor is uh, definitely taking the, uh, uh, the main responsibility for the most important race to win this year.
0: We got to get it to the bottom of this. You basically practically became neighbors with Kovac. Not really, but you guys grew up in the same area. And how big of a dork is he when he still writes down your information and act like he doesn't even know you?
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, he'll ask me like questions of, about like my parents or what, like where I went to high school at or, or, um, like, I don't know, stuff that I'm just like, go back. Uh, I can throw a stone and hit your house when we were growing up. I don't like you. you not. you should know this information already, but, Maybe he's just forgotten you know he's taken uh he's done so so many articles and, and been doing it for so long that uh he might just be in the zone where he um he uh puts all that stuff into a different memory bank but um it's always been cool Cause I remember like kevin Kobach was like that was like the coolest thing if you knew you really did something big in racing if like Kevin Kobach called you from area auto racing news and uh wanted to do a story about you that that made you feel really important and felt like you were a Big dick daddy.
0: Well, now you feel really important when you get a call from me for swap talk in the late model world.
1: I, I'm not going to lie. I was super pumped. I was super pumped and, um, um, really excited to be on, on, on the show and, uh, can't wait to get going. And, um, you know, I do listen to all of, all the episodes just because mainly I like just laughing at Turbo, um, <laughs> and the things that he says, uh, just Turbo and I are good buddies. Love hanging out with Turbo, hate racing with Turbo um but love love hanging out with him and and drinking beer with him
0: and we got to give him props right he took his uh class so now he's anger management's out of the way that was a big step for him
1: yeah i was so proud of him for it it (laughs) was uh i think we should get him like a ribbon or something and um hopefully he's allowed allowed back to race um you know him and uh uh his 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 other kyle buddy bronson i love love hanging out with those guys and um you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be going up and down the road with them and running the tour this year. Uh, um, we have a lot of fun.
0: Well, Kyle, it was a uh, great to talk to you. He did it for about 25, 30 minutes. You always are full of great knowledge in racing, great knowledge in the party scene, great knowledge with turbo. So appreciate you getting on and I'll see you this weekend, buddy, or I'll see you at all tech here next week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, thanks for having me on and just really excited to get the, uh, the old Bilstein G Style um, rig ready to go here, and we have a lot of great supporters and a lot of people behind us. And um, I'm ready to come out of the gate hot now. That that old Rick Ricky Thornton's got one win on me, so I got to catch up to him. I'm going to go down to Florida, and hopefully we win all of them.
0: Is this like the new like Scott Bloomquist versus Billy Moyer rivalry? Or is this kind of like is this going to be a is this a blossoming rivalry?
1: It is definitely a <laughs> blossoming rivalry, and uh, we've done it for a long time, and uh remain civil but uh but isn't
0: that crazy you guys have raced so many times in imca mods and the first year you guys go full-time racing in late models you guys are on the same series same tour and you guys are going to see each other throughout the entire year
1: yeah the easy choice would have been uh for one of us to run uh word of law and one of us to run uh lucas but um you're only as good as the people you compete against and um i i would I wouldn't feel as as a uh, big of an accomplishment if I didn't uh, didn't beat him. but uh we're definitely turning that into something. I say it's 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 very uh, very much like a Jimmy Owens uh Mikey Marler uh modified coming out coming into late models uh, deal. We're, we're we're buddies but we definitely want to beat him when we go to the racetrack. If uh if I run 10th as long as Ricky runs 11th, we'll be happy.
0: Hell yeah, we'll have a good one, brother.
1: All right, thanks again. I appreciate you having me on